I have to say, by the way, I think of all things, the premise of our show is going to shine in this episode because of the number of things because of the impact of having watched the later seasons and then watching this season, I think actually of all episodes, the like the conceit of doing it in reverse is actually going to make a big difference for this terrible season of television. Uh, should we just should we just jump? I mean, maybe we should then? just fucking jump right into it. I think we've already started recording. I think I think that uh, in editing, I will have already put the the intro in, which means hi everybody. Uh-oh. Welcome to <laughs> fucking episode ten of In Reverse. This is this is epi- ep- everybody. This is welcome to episode ten. Thank you very much. We've made it as many numbered installments as the fucking Fast and Furious franchise, <laughs> and we're so far in. Oh yeah, it's a huge success. And um, let me just say, this is by far and away the worst thing I have seen in this franchise, possibly any franchise. Possibly ever, yeah. No, and really, it's remarkable because we've said that about several of the previous seasons. I didn't... Okay, I mean, I guess... I didn't know how bad it could get. I guess the good thing is, like, if you think about it, this means that actually the show got better as it went on, which is unfortunate... At least from this point. Yeah, because unfortunately for us, it's now... It's it's quite something. I Um, just want to say, from the bottom of my heart, fuck you to this show to this season of this is season four of spy racers spy racers mexico and i have to say this is one that i was looking forward to the most yeah because of its guest wait hold on we we don't want we want to we'll get to it we'll get to it but we didn't want to start out with the sort of uh all the complaints right we got we want to sort of cover the positives that there are Few, few though they may be in advance, but before we even get to that, so we we watched uh, this season of uh, Spires, or most of it, uh, while we were visiting home together for Thanksgiving. Um, and inspired by our last episode, we decided to um, do it uh, under the influence of an ice cold glass of whoop ass. Yeah. Um, well, not in the in the traditional. Sense. Not in the traditional sense. Uh, we, I mean, we mixed. So we had the Zach- idea. Zachary had the. Uh, uh, I want to give you full credit for the the creativity of That's this true. abomination that you made I, me drink. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I I had my friends try. They liked it. Um, oh God. But you don't like tequila, you don't like brisk. But basically, it was the brisk lemon we talked about <laughs> last time, and we put the rocks Terramana tequila, which, by the way actually really good tequila like it's a 30 dollar bottle uh dad tried it he liked it uh my f- friends of the show john and max poured some for them they re- they liked it listen um, it's not that it's not a good tequila it's that tequila's disgusting <laughs> and, oh, well. so, and so is brisk iced tea well anyway <laughs> um i i actually so i put in so it's basically for anyone who wants to try this at home whoop ass is first of all of, cur- of course served on the rocks um, but second of all, it's or a if shot you of can get a big enough ice cube, the rock, the rock. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but it's, it's a shot of Terramana Blanco with, um, about three to four shots to taste of, um, you know, brisk lemon 
with a shot of pineapple juice thrown in there for the Samoan twist uh, mm. that The Rock puts in his margaritas. And then I added in a splash of lime juice and a splash of grenadine. I don't think it needed the grenadine, actually. Uh, and then topped with terramana again to taste. Um, but uh, yeah, no, actually pretty good drink i i liked it yeah it was vile don't do it uh i just want to say i was really disappointed that they don't sell the rocks tequila in like a, a glass bottle shaped like the rock's head or in your like... mind's eye the bottle has the people's eyebrow exactly right, like, right. Yeah, for that's... sure yeah okay and uh, I, I was it was hugely disappointed to discover that like they, there's no picture of the there's not even a picture of the rock on the bottle. His signature is at the bottom He's, of the label on the back. Yeah, exactly. It. Right? Like, it's very discreet. I was very disappointed. But, I mean, I assume that's, that speaks to sort of the quality of the product and that they don't need to use The Rock's face to sell it as a gimmick. But, like, when I buy The Rock's tequila, I would like to buy tequila that I pour out of The Rock. <laughs> and I mean, it's such a shame. I do understand. I also do... Again, it, it was also... It's an authentic Mexican tequila. Um, which, you know, it was like, oh, it was perfect for, uh, the alcohol did not help with the appreciation of this season. No, um, incredibly, you would think, but I don't know that there's any quantity of any substance that could have helped with this season. Yeah, well, let's briefly recap the plot. Um, I think we gotta do this in parts, because in short, I mean, I could sum up the plot in a sentence, but to expound upon, because the plot is not fully really resolved or addressed or explained at the beginning the spy racers are framed for a crime that they did not commit it in is the never beginning in the beginning they're chasing rafaela throughout the world the, the, again the worst right. character they they, they right. somehow can't capture her in like seven different countries but then as soon as they do they just handcuff her and give her to the local authorities i do not know why which is but hilarious anyway, but so then but, they're at a party Right. No, 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 no. Oh. I don't want to go into this much detail. I want to talk Fine. about the season okay. as a whole. The plot of the season as a whole is that they're framed for a crime that they did not commit by a guy whose plan has nothing to do with them. Yes. It's never explained why this guy decided to frame them or, or <laughs> like, anything. Nor is it ever explained, like, you know, how they clear it's, their names. It's or not what... relevant, actually. What's, right. what's hilarious and what's even... Uh, arguably... I think it's briefly explained that, like, he framed them for stealing stuff from the agency, but, like... Uh, barely like barely and, and and they never clear their names either it's just like over at the end yeah like that's it or or like how he even did it yeah i mean it's it's essentially uh yeah it's not relevant right like the fact that they're framed is is not in any way relevant uh, other than to give them the opportunity to say things like finally we get to go rogue i've always dreamed of being framed for a crime i've always, always dreamed <laughs> of being framed so i could go rogue i hate the oversight that the agency gives me yeah. i'm gonna the I'm agency gonna go even more mad with power the agency by the way which is the worst intelligence agency in the fucking world because what happens is like there's the they blow up a floor of the building where nobody is nothing goes missing and the only evidence also everybody knows about the agency it's like btso yeah, exactly yeah 
Uh, every that's like the worst kept secret in the whole whole universe. Uh, and then no, but so like so the floor blows up. There's uh nothing goes missing. There's nobody there. Nobody's hurt, and there is no uh there's no evidence except for conveniently a super detailed video from one security camera that clearly shows the spy racers committing the crime. And so the agency is just like, yup, you guys did this. You're all under arrest. <laughs> it's honest it's uh, actually so this is uh maybe the first indication that we get of why a global intelligence agency would a uh hire children like uh, w- would would depend on i think it's mentioned that like the uh, Miss Nowhere and the Spy Racers are like the agency's best agents, which is actually believable after <laughs> after this sequence in the beginning where they're like pathetically framed and the agency's just like, yup, that's it. Uh, but also, also, all of the other agents get like beat up so easy when they escape from the prison transfer. Yeah. Like, no, they're like, oh no, a kid in handcuffs body checked me against the wall. If only I had literally any training or weaponry yeah. or, like, the ability to move my limbs. It's hilarious. But also, this explains why the agency has to outsource the, like, saving the world stuff to Mr. Diesel and his family, right? Like, they don't have any competent agents. The best they have is a group of ch- of mismanaged children, <laughs> Right? Like, of course they all... Kurt Russell in every movie should start the movie being like, I can't fucking believe that nobody who works at this agency can do anything. I have to call that street racer guy, that idiot street racer guy and his gang of criminals to help me save the world again because everybody employed at this fucking godforsaken agency is like gets knocked out by a child with like a backpack with like helicopters that come out of it or whatever. Uh, yeah, so they, they again, they, they get framed, uh, and this is an excuse for them to go to Mexico, hence the, the title, um, and then uh, a bunch of bullshit happens, and then the villain has an evil plan, which we will discuss in due time, um, but, but before we get to that, we're getting a little, we're putting a, a bit of the cart before the horse just because we feel very strongly about this. There's a lot that we want to... There's uh, a lot that we've got to talk about yeah. with this one. Um, let, let's just... Let's just, uh, first things first, before we get into what will be an overwhelmingly negative, uh, review of this season, let's talk about some things that we like. Spoiler alert, uh, it ain't good. Spoiler alert, this fucking sucks. Let's talk about what we liked. Um, Joey, do you want to start us off kind of the the positive train? Uh, Uh, By the way, I'm going to take a long sip of this whoop-ass I have mixed for myself. (laughs) Enjoy. Uh, what did I like? That's a good whoop-ass. Gross. Okay. What did I like about this? Oh, okay. Well, the first... Here's the thing. I don't know if I have any pure positives, um, but one thing I will say that I did enjoy about this season, right? Uh, it starts off as a big negative, but it actually became a positive, right? So, in like the in the beginning of this season, right, we're first introduced to Gary, who's like a completely different character. He's like a hard, uh, no nonsense, like you know, hard ass guy. Uh, Julius isn't even there after, at the beginning. Then he just like yeah. shows up, and it's like he was there the whole time. Yeah, after but he like after they get framed. Completely- 
Yeah, he he shows up. They're, they're, neither of them is in any way the characters that we like know from them to be from the later seasons, right? Well, actually, everyone just the, everyone's voice is the same but more exaggerated. If a, any character has a hint of an accent or lisp or speech, whatever, every single character is dialing that up to eleven yeah. this season for some reason. So nope. Gary is no Gary. Gary's like super deep. Uh, Julius is super high. Layla is super southern. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what. It, uh, sorry, but- we're complaining again. But no, but what I mean, what I meant about this, right, was that they're not behaving like their characters in any way, right? They're like, in the, when you're fir- when we first encounter them in this season, and this makes me dread the later, se- the earlier seasons, I guess, even more, right? They are like non-characters almost, right? Gary is just like a, like a, like a... He, he's the voice of the agency. Yeah. He's the, he's the voice of reason, the, the fist of the law. Yeah, and and uh, Julius is just like a guy who's there or something, right? He's like in the background, he occasionally pops in behind Gary on a video call to, uh, like, they're not even friends with each other or something. He just like occasionally talks about paperwork or whatever. Okay. This starts to change when palindrome shows up and palindrome is the highlight of this season by i would say a large a large marge okay sorry large, <laughs> large marge uh <laughs> palindrome is the uh the highlight of this season by by a long shot um for for a variety of reasons i i enjoyed uh him very much but the best part about Palindrome is his relationship with Gary and Julius, where basically he comes in and is like a, a, a basically a loving, nurturing father figure to Gary and Julius. And over the course of the season, through Palindrome's influence, they become the characters that we know them to be from the later seasons. And I genuinely got a kick out of that, I have to say. I, I thought, I, I want to give a shout out to um, Paul White, who um, is the voice of Palindrome. Mm. Uh, he's apparently a WWE star. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and I th- I think he fucking nails this role. Yeah, and by uh, the way, Palindrome think- is introduced in this season, so which is, is wild. Worth talking about. Yeah. Um, more wild stuff on Palindrome in a moment. We'll get to that later. It's true, but ge- like again, genuinely, he's the best part of this season. Shocking that in a, in a season with another very prominent uh, top build voice actor, uh, that uh, uh, Palindrome is somehow the the standout here. Um, going off of the Gary and Julius bit, my first positive, um, though this is not in uh, chronological order, um, the entire sequence where Gary and Julius set out to break the agency record for most paperwork filed in yep. the day. But again, this is this is by, like at that point they've already become more the characters that we remember them to be from. Yes, this is later. from Palindrome inspiring them. Yeah, where, pa- like, Palindrome like inspires them to follow their dreams of breaking the agency right. record. Right, like and so, like Gar- Gary and Julius walk into this place. And they they're like, we need the acquisition forms for this vehicle. Which is, by uh, the way, just to be clear, this is like the DMV in Mexico City. Basically, this is not an agency. It's not. It's barely. It's barely 
it's no, not it's an impound lot. It's the it's the local police yeah. impound lot. Yeah. Uh, and but like they're like, uh, and we need extra forms because our agency doesn't officially exist, and like the forms keep stacking higher. And meanwhile, they're like they're also gambling. Like they're like Miss Nowhere. We bet that we could do the paperwork before you could steal the vehicle yep. out. And so, like, they're, like, sabotaging each other. But the funniest thing is that midway through, like, Gary signing all these documents, and that's, like, you know, his life's dream, the other people in the office realize that, like, the theft is going on and that, like, they've gone AWOL from the agency and whatever. So Julius begins to beat the shit out <laughs> just, of just an incredible... Office. Honestly, it's most reminiscent of the church scene from the Kingsman movie, honestly. Like, it's less gory, but not by a lot. Like, they're, like, they're the office work these random office workers are f like beating the shit out of Ju and julius is fighting it all with like office uh implements like staplers and staple removers and, and pencils like, gary is like euphorically signing the documents as the flower well, all while classical music all while classical yes, music the flower duet plays yes it's actually so good. It's an incredible scene. I, I wrote that down too as a as a, a like a far and away a highlight. <laughs> like, if the entire show had that level of care and effort put into it, it would be peak of this franchise. Yeah, absolutely. But unfortunately, everything surrounding this scene. Yeah, unfortunately, everything else is bad. garbage. But that that was perfect. Um, and there was another uh, gag that made us both, like, we had to pause because we were laughing out loud. <laughs> uh, yes, okay. <laughs> there's a gag this, where... This may have been the influence of the whoop-ass, a little this bit. This might have but, been yeah. the whoop-ass, though. But there's, so, like, there's a... They're, like, fighting on top of this truck, and meanwhile, like, their agency truck is, like, cloaked so it's invisible, and so, um, like, one by one, the spy racers jump from this truck where they're fighting the other, like, agents and, uh, and everything onto this truck and drive away, and then the other truck, like, stops, right? Mm -hmm. And the these two guards are on top, and one looks at the other, and he's like, well, don't just stand there, follow them! So the guy goes, got it, and jumps... <laughs> into nothing and falls face, <laughs> face plants onto the pavement the street it's honestly we were in stitches it was it was great uh, maybe maybe had a little bit to do with the whoop ass but it was yeah no it was pretty great that that was that was pretty funny um there are there are a couple other gags there yeah a couple things a got me. What? It, it's my Zachary. It's my. It's my yeah. fucking turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you share some of yours. I got to remember what the the other bits. Uh, are. there's there's a sequence where a bunch of the characters. Are, we'll get into the whole luchador thing in a minute. But uh, there's a sequence in which of like a bunch of uh, in the middle of a uh, uh wrestling match. Um, like, a bunch of other characters show up, uh, and happen to get involved in it because they're, like, like, fighting the, the, the villainous, um, like, the villain's henchmen who are dressed up in these robotic, but the, the, so the, I don't know if we've talked about the robotic suits that all the villains have in this show, we'll, we'll get but to that apparently they show up first in this season, Unless but, they show up previously in the previous season, we don't know. 
Oh, I they, they the suits are like a big motif of this guy's um, henchmen, and there's like a whole sequence with Tony trying to learn to use them. So I assumed that that was they came from here, but I could be wrong. Um, Might but, be. We'll find out. We're watching it in reverse. Exactly. But so anyway, so but basically the whole time this whole fight sequence is being uh, it, um, announced like it's part of the wrestling match by the announcer for this uh, this luchador match that was happening. So you have this, uh, this guy, this unseen uh announcer who's just announcing as like a basically in the middle of the wrestling match these children show up and start fighting with robots and he continues to just sort of announce the whole thing as though it's part of the uh the wrestling match and that got a a sort of like a like a snort for me i I won't say it was it was i was not in stitches like with the other one but uh this one was i was i was amused uh, I will say, uh, just going off of what you said, th- there are a couple bits with Tony figuring out the suit that are actually funny timing-wise. Like, there's a bit where it cuts to, like, another character's fight, and he's just, like, awkwardly in the background, uh, just kind of standing there, like, uh, like like those memes of, like, waiting to tell your mom that you threw up, kind of, <laughs> like... <laughs> and, like, some of that was pretty funny. Like, like you know, n- not as funny as the guy jumping face first into yeah. the pavement but like um yeah and also in in the the wrestling uh you know theme as well there's a scene where the luchador character says uh while fighting real bad guys this is why wrestling is scripted right as and cisco's like i didn't hear that yeah that was good Oh, wait, one more positive, real quick, actually. Um, They have a a Mexico remix of the theme in the outro. Uh, There's a little bit of, like, Spanish guitar, mariachi backing, like, added into the Chasing Legacy. Nice touch. I have one more positive um, that's actually... uh, I I should actually talk about this a little bit. Um, So, uh, there's a... They go a little bit more in this season. We haven't gotten up to whatever the spy school sequence is yet that we're we're, going to get to. But uh, there is a little bit more in this season of Echo being far and away the most competent one. Oh, I Uh, wrote that down several times. Once again, Echo is the most competent spy. Um, But my favorite part of this is where... Um, like, Tony is, uh, uh, like, they, they're, they're all breaking, they all get separated after they're arrested and put in separate, like, prisoner transports, um, but, um, so they, like, uh, I forget who breaks out first, that's probably Tony or something, right? Like, but so they're, then they're all trying to, like, go one by one after, oh, Frosty comes and breaks Tony Frosty out. Frosty breaks Tony out, then right. they break Layla. Right, and, they, yeah, and then they're, they're all one by one, they're going and breaking each other out, and then they get to Echo last, and they, by the time they show up, she has already completely decimated every, like, the agents are gone. Single-handedly taken down. Single-handedly, exactly, right, and like she already has her car there right like she's like ready to go it's very good um and i just while having a brief echo appreciation moment i did want to say also i remembered this season that i meant to talk about i did want to briefly come back to the point that despite the amount of hatred that we have for this show uh i know it's not the voice actor's fault i did want to say um that uh echo is voiced by uh uh charlotte chung who is the uh voice actress for uh diva from overwatch uh her signature is on my wall several times right next to me as we're talking about this uh she is awesome uh and i i'm a big fan of her as a voice actress 
Uh, I'm sure also many of the other voice actors and voice actresses in this show are not, uh, it, 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 this isn't their fault, right? Like, the fact that this show is hey, garbage. Hey, Joey, hey, Joey, next time you go to a con where she's there, can you ever sign, like, I should racers? have some sort of Spy Racers guard, <laughs> right? Like, I'll, with my Diva merch, I'll bring some, like, Spy Racers thing, yeah. And but just be like, hey... I gotta ask. By the way, yeah, I need Why? to. I need to know. Well, I have to say, I need to know how you got into this project. No, but uh, I would. I, I would say that. But um, just like I want to reiterate, like I, I, I happen to know like this one person. Uh, I, uh, yeah, it's not their fault that it's this is dog shit. And I, I in fact like uh, several of them and the work that they've done uh, uh, elsewhere. Anyway. Let's talk about uh, that voice actor, then, that we've alluded to a few times. Yes. The reason I was most excited for this season, the reason why we've talked about how we like the voice actors, even though we don't like the project, um, you know, and, and again, big positive here, even mm. though it ends up leading into a negative, uh, Machete himself. D- Danny Trejo, yes. Danny Trejo is in this season, um, not as Machete, even though later the Spy Racers do have Spy Gum and other yeah, kind of it's, I, maybe the maybe in the most baffling choice where they do have Machete, not as Machete, but, but as also, and and what's also wild is that there is a similarly animated, also for babies, Netflix animated like Spy, spy Kids show, kids yeah, show where Danny Trejo does not show up, but they have him in spy racers yeah. and he's playing a character who looks nothing like him is not the same personality he, is just like he's like a dude with a he's like a a, a mexican dude with a mohawk who's cisco's uncle yeah he's a luchador right. and they are suspicious who of goes him. by the name of the ocelot king which will be relevant in a minute yeah, yeah we'll, get to that. <laughs> we'll get to the ocelot king we'll lore. get to the ocelot king but uh <laughs> <laughs> kind of <laughs> I'm sorry, I need a minute to think about the Ocelot King. Joey, pull yourself together, <laughs> because we have to deal with one thing at a time. Okay, we're sorry. <laughs> we'll get to the Ocelot King, but you gotta fucking I pull yourself together, power through the rest of it, because we can't talk about it yet. <laughs> We we cannot. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Danny Trejo. We gotta talk about Uncle Tuco, who is. Mm, <laughs> and, oh, and that's the other thing. Uh huh. You're casting him as the uncle in a spy show. Uh, yeah, no, it's again, it's unfathomable. Here's the thing: the the reason he's in it is because, as I understand it, Danny Trejo is just always game to show up as a rep, like as a a, a representative of uh, uh, Mexican culture in anything, right? Like, I, you know, that I mean, that's part of the reason why like Machete is so important to him, right? And why like he getting he shows to up do in those Breaking films. Bad uh, the first time the show like moves to Mexico uh, for a bit and like shows some of the Mexican cartel. He shows up and he's an important character. For yeah, that one he, episode, he's so, just like, always game to to do that and to be to to bring sort of the, the like that uh, uh, positive representation to pretty much any project as far as far as. Although I know. he also loves being in jail, like that's in true the, too in, in various Muppet properties. 
properties whenever they go to jail danny treo is there he loves working with the muppets power to him yeah uh but in, he that, also just in the in the the funny pickle rick episode of rick and morty that now we can't admit is funny <laughs> right. uh, well we can if ja- we remember that it was written by a woman right and you, I, the pay, hey you know what cut all this out we're not talking about rick and morty in this fuck you know we could talk about it because all the pickle rick fans got really mad when they found out the episode was written by a woman and, and okay uh, that is extremely funny. fun that is actually very funny that is very good yeah no that's pretty good right like they're all like yeah, yeah. pickle rick we hate women but then like a woman <laughs> wrote pickle rick so like yeah anyway he was in that he was the very funny jaguar in that jaguar. yes yeah um he was also mr monk uh goes to jail uh yes you know, he, you're right he's in prison there oh uh, um, yeah yeah man i love danny Trey. danny Trey is amazing like he's, why didn't he's, they use him in the show so that's the question right danny i get so excited when i see danny Trejo in anything he's always amazing whenever he shows up in anything so like the fact that he's just like this He's like not even. Here's the thing about well, Danny Trejo. First, they set him up as like a tragic twist villain of like yeah. you know one of the characters' families. But then you find out he just doesn't know anything about he's, anything. He's not even. Yeah, he's like it had the, the 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 villain is his manager, which is how this is all connected, right? Right. Like, so it's not him. It's his manager. He doesn't know anything. Yeah. He's just some guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's he's just he's just C- Cisco's lovable doofy uncle who Cisco has told everything about the age agency because he's family so that makes it okay right and like uh and and there's no consequences to that because again he has not the villain he's not competent enough to be the villain he's just a guy although tuco does have uh one important perspective that he lends on the fast and furious franchise which Uh we should discuss because he doesn't contribute a lot to this show or this franchise, but he does contribute maybe the one single most important perspective of any character in this franchise. I don't know where you're I don't know where you're going with this, so <laughs> alright. See, it is established very early on in this season that a defining element of Tuco's personality, of which there is not much, <laughs> is that Tuco is a conspiracy theorist. That's true. Oh, you're oh, 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 oh. And did you just hear me go through every stage? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not very relevant, except uh, you know, Cisco brings it up because he's except like, for when it is. There's no way he's the bad guy because he hates conspiracies, right? But the thing is that there's a scene later where they're talking about, we can't go into the city, we'll be picked up on God's Eye immediately. Again, don't know what God's Eye is yet, because we haven't gone back to that. Because we haven't seen the movie yet. (laughs) But Tuco says, see, big brother, they're always watching you, I told you, right? And and in this franchise, they are, yeah. So he's not so much a conspiracy theorist as, as he is correct. Yeah. He and Cisco are also the ones who keep referring to the Illuminati. Which right? in this case also exists. They're called the fucking agency. Yeah, Cisco, you <laughs> Cisco's a member that. of the Illuminati. <laughs> it's completely right. Yeah, no, it's uh Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely wild um that they introduce someone's conspiracy theorist uncle 
in a world where the conspiracy where is every, real, yeah, and you're part of it, but this never occurs to Cisco or Tuco. Neither yeah. of them are ever like, "Hey, wait, wait a minute, yeah, <laughs> isn't this a shadow organization that controls all world governments?" No, not not gonna come up at all. Not never, relevant. Never occurs to them at all. But yeah. the only thing that we really learn about his personality is that he is a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, he. Uh, and then and then he's just like there, right? Like <laughs> he's just hanging around. He helps him out a little bit in the final fight inside the volcano, which we'll we'll get to. <laughs> we'll get to the volcano fight. Um, any other just uh, stray uh, realizations that that we've? Uh... I mean, we we super have to uh, talk about the villain. Uh, I want to say one thing in this. Uh, we talked in uh, some previous Spiracers episodes about how the show is like very careful not to like uh, have the uh, have anybody die right or get hurt, and they don't have like the Spiracers kill people. Not the case in this season. This Holy season. shit! Is there a body count in this season? I mean, I'm talking people get thrown off cliffs into lava. People, uh, cars are fucking blown up. They shoot rocket launchers at the police and blow up the police car in No, but there's also, there are are also, like, only four extra character models. So, like, we must assume that these people survive because, like, the one cop in LA that arrests him also shows up (laughs) as the cop in Mexico City, and he shows up as one of the bureaucrats in the DMV, and he's also (laughs) just, like, randomly, like, making a hot dog on the sidewalk. Yes, you're right. And, like, the reporter at the museum heist is also one of the bureaucrats, also one of the party guests. Like, uh, it's wild. So we have to ass- little effort went into this. Yeah, I, we have to assume they survive. But like, there is, and there's a scene in which I like. There, there's one, and some of these I was like, maybe I didn't see that right. Then there's a scene in which Layla picks a guy up and throws him into a pool of lava, right? And then he stands up and it happens to be the suits are lava proof or whatever. But she fully, she fully thought she was she was committing murder. Like she was like, I am going to waste okay. this guy. <laughs> yeah, I have more to say about uh, Layla this season, um, but I also just want to mention, um, we complain a lot about Technobabble, but I do think that this sh- this season has maybe my favorite bit of Technobabble. Uh, are you about to talk about the one in that happens in the volcano? No. Okay, because there's... there's I mean, I can't even talk without spoiling it, so I'm not going to say anything. Alright, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, everybody listening, if you're, like, confused by the volcano bit, the villain's plan involves the volcano, but we're saving everything with the villain and the volcano. We, we uh, can't we can possibly... At once, yeah, no. It, possibly it, yeah. summarize it. It must be discussed in depth. In, in excruciating we get, detail. <laughs> we want to get the smaller things out of the way first. We yeah. promise we'll get to the villain and the volcano. If you're listening to this, like, did I miss something? No, no, no. no. You, you haven't missed it. It's just that we can't... We, we'll we get can't to it. We talk about it a little bit. We have to talk about it a lot. Yeah. No, I want to talk about the scene where um, Frosty enters a password and then says... <laughs> oh, you're right! 
enters a password, password i'm in got past a firewall yeah. it's like no bro you entered a password no but the best then... part of that scene right is then when he like goes to enter another password and it doesn't work and he's like damn they 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 kicked me out i can't get in <laughs> yeah. it's like wait that was your one bad good that was your one trick yeah he like, like he can enter passwords and if that doesn't work he's fucking out it's the bit from spongebob with the open sesame exactly. well i've done all i can do <laughs> it's really like you know, my work here is done <laughs> It was excellent, like Hacker Man. Yeah, password, <laughs> which was, was like six characters or something. It was like, hila- truly hilarious. Like he was like he types in the word password into the password field, and if that doesn't work, well, I guess you're on your own. <laughs> Should we talk about some of the technology that they introduced that the cars have this time around? Like Tony's car can do the Transformers. A hologram bit where it splits into three cars. Oh yeah, he like become he he has the mirage uh, power. Thank you, mirage. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen the movie. Um, also, um, Echo's car can absorb paint. Oh yeah, that was balls uh, to fire. Fascinating. Um, and also, they there are numerous points where they're just riding around in their truck while it's turned invisible, like on pedestrian like roads and like streets and yeah. streets and everything. And I'm like. Isn't that super dangerous? Yeah, yeah. It's but again, like you, a lot of a lot of the stuff in this show. Well, this is actually not a bad segue. <laughs> uh, a lot of stuff in this show just sort of presumes a sort of level of um, like m- magic to technology, which has fascinating uh-huh. implications. Zachary, now that we have to talk about the fact that we do magic have to talk exists, about magic. <laughs> well. Magic with a question mark. Magic with a question mark. Wait, before you say what the magic is revealed to be, let's talk about things which are implied to exist first. (laughs) Okay. Okay? Oh, you want to talk about the ghosts and the vampires? Let's talk about the fucking the fact that vampires exist. (laughs) Sure. Okay. You're right. Because we've already established ghosts exist, but also Miss Nowhere is worried about vampires. Certain point. <laughs> That's yeah, true. Like right. It's not like it's not like Cisco or or Tuco are like oh vampire. No, Miss Nowhere is like Miss Nowhere. Yeah. She's the one who confirms the existence of ghosts later on. Right. right? She is the one who also she uh, she's worried about vampires. So we know fucking vampires are real as well. <laughs> yep. Right. Uh, we also have to talk about. So let's let's talk about the villains. Plan. Let's let's talk about the villain. Let's start with the villain because it, it leads into this. Yeah. Um. The note that I wrote here, which is the note that at, before we were recording, I said, Joey, I don't even know what, like, I, I can't fully comprehend what I, I wrote meant by this. Mm-hmm. The note that I wrote when the villain reveals his plan and motivations is indigenous Mexican radical ideology rejects Americanization of Mexican culture through nacho cheese metaphor and implied eugenics plan. Also, critical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that's it, right? Like, so the the villain of the season shows up for the first time in uh, episode seven. Is that right? No, no, no. He shows up before that point. He shows up in like episode four. They go to a party. Yeah, where he's there. You go to a party and he's they go to like some kind of gala where there is a um like there's an ancient what do they say pre Aztec. They uh, say pre-Aztec to avoid it being Aztec, but it is very clearly supposed well, to be... Well, it's no, also, it's, very it's supposed, supposed to be, to be Mayan. Mayan. Yeah, yeah no. actually, it's... It, it, are the Mayans pre-Aztec? 
Uh, I believe so. Uh, hold on. Let me do a quick Google search on yeah, this. Yeah, go- Google that one real quick. Oh, no, they were contemporaneous, weren't they? Yeah, they wanted to avoid being, like, real indigenous people, but, so they say yeah. pre-Aztec, like, vaguely, they gesture, like, pre-Aztec, but it, it's clearly, they're doing, um, uh, 2012. Specifically, though, they're doing, like, Roland Emmerich 2012. Yeah. Okay, no, Maya, the Maya was the earliest Mesoamerican, um, uh, civilization, actually. The Maya were both pre both Aztec and Inca, and yes, they're the ones with Quetzalcoatl and the Mayan calendar and the whole, right? Like, it's all- Oh, shit, yeah, so it is Mayans. It's literally just, like, it's the the fake, fake 2012 Mayan apocalypse, right? But they keep referring to them as a pre-Aztec culture, right? But it's, like, a million percent, the villain's plan is, like, I'm going- Okay, the villain's plan is- I am going to unite these three mystical artifacts, these three mystical Mayan artifacts, uh, to, uh, to, to erupt a volcano that I will then direct the lava through tunnels that I have directed to specific areas of Mexico City that I have decided are emblematic of, like, Americanization uh, and the, uh, the, the, like, oppression of uh, indigenous Mexican culture and peoples, right? Yeah, like, the the idea is that, but then he he specifically says, uh, towards the end, right, he specifically says that he has created a machine, right, which will direct the lava flow. So basically that, like, the Mayan calendar predicts that the the lunar alignment will cause magma to be closest to the surface. Again, Roland Emmerich. Right. No, it's because of a, uh, no, no, no. I wrote this down because it was, it was honestly, but it wasn't just that. He was like, ah, yes, the pre-Aztec peoples had a, a amazing understanding of the astrological, uh, uh, power of the heavenly bodies. And so when the gravitational pull of the heavenly bodies is just right, we'll be able to blow the volcano and summon the ocelot king, right? Which is part of the, you know. <laughs> Right, right, right. So right. they predicted that the, like the magma would be closest to the surface then. So he's gonna use this to uh, the Ocelot King here being our stand-in for, for Quetz- Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> right. So he's uh so so he and, and, and yeah the the Ocelot King then because he's obsessed with this legend that's what he names Tuco when he's managing him as a as a luchador. Right. Um. But so the, but the Ocelot King and his armies of fire will be released by this volcano to. Right. But the machine will specifically target rich areas of Mexico City, right? Yes. Which he sees, and and thereby, and he said, no harm will come to the impoverished neighborhoods that these rich, uh, you know, co- corporate conglomerate is like specifically like buildings and it's banks, like and banks and homes. government buildings, right? right like, like yeah. and he's like, they're keeping the impoverished indigenous people down in Mexico and Americanizing the culture, homogenizing it into with their corporate greed and everything right and he's going to direct lava specifically to these locations in order to lift the impoverished indigenous peoples of mexico up yeah so he's gonna erupt a volcano on parts of mexico city is the plan this is like you this is like you know like that we should improve society somewhat also (laughs) i'm i shall kill babies also yes that but it's like i'm exclusively killing wall street guys yeah (laughs) Sorry, I have a really tough time rooting against this guy. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, the sure. murder is bad and all, but 
But then Layla shows up and throws some random schmuck. Yeah, no, they also kill people. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really... I'm like, sorry, yeah, murder's bad, but when everyone's murdering, and those guys are murdering for the Illuminati, and this guy is murdering for impoverished... Like, yeah, he's, 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 uh, uh, he's, gonna, he's gonna liberate the... Okay, except the problem with this, Zachary, is that this is... I mean... The guy's objectively, like, he's not 100% morally in the right, but relative to the spy racers, he's way more correct. I mean, there is, so there is part of that, except that Zachary, unfortunately, even by the standards of this franchise, the idea that he's going to erupt a volcano to destroy parts of the city that he's determined, right, but the rest of it will be fine, is maybe the most on, like, that's, that's maybe crazier than any other villain plan of his like i i am well, going to be that is because he believes in this Ketsuko off knockoff right he believes Ketsuko. in the in in the in the myth of the ocelot king and his armies and the right like and but the reason he believe can we talk about the reason he believes well, so, this? so here's the thing so we were like is are the are ancient artifacts magic was our big question right because he needs because he needs the three mystical artifacts were ancient from united this ancient at culture the united in the temple where the big stone mayan calendar is in order to power the device that will well, cause well, so, the... so this is the thing we were like is this magic right, right. we were like are they going to say magic is real but there's a scene where he has captured palindrome and palindrome basically asks him yo do, are, do you like believe in magic dude like what are you doing and he's like no of course artifacts, not of course not these artifacts have crystals in them yep. that will power this machine and palindrome goes Be oh okay well that's scientific and he's like the that's because because hold on but of course it's not right like let's get back to not. They, they need not. magical crystals that he's going to use to power this but the reason that these ancient artifacts have magical crystals in them is because he's then like this is because they were brought here by a the aliens who <laughs> ancient, aliens. ancient aliens <laughs> Who helped the Mayans and told them about the Ocelot King, right? Like, so we are fully in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull territory like now. A million percent, like, ancient aliens brought these magic crystals to Earth, they gave them to the Mayans and told them about 2012 End of the World, right? And, like, they now... They about 2012. <laughs> Right, we're like make a big rock calendar in the volcano and tell people about Coney Twenty Twelve, right? Like, <laughs> and then the aliens left, but they'll come back if we just blow up the volcano at the right time with the magic crystals that they left us. And this is, <laughs> and and this is not an ex this. Hey, this is gonna, hey guys, hold on. I don't, we don't like to. This is gonna sound like a bit. This is verbatim. <laughs> None of this is made up. We're None not of this making is. This, this up. is not like uh like uh and then Gizmo shows uh, like this is not a this is not a bit. Well, for this the was my question: Are right. the aliens that brought now right. is Gizmo the Ocelot King? Just, right, like yeah, no so canon. <laughs> yeah, because now. We have alien, ancient aliens. Yeah. We've got fucking, this is like Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, you know? this is it's crystal skull vodka bit. We brought it back around to the celebrity liquor bottles. <laughs> like heads, right? It's all fucking connected. It's all conspiracy, Illuminati, 666, blah, blah, blah. Right, and every other conspiracy theory is, uh, is real in this universe. So I guess that aliens are coming, right? Like, it's, it's, it's also, it's wild. Aliens? 
There's vampires. There's, there's ghosts. ghosts. It's true. There's yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, I, we, we gotta talk about. But like, where do we go from here, guys? Where do we go from? Because there's literally at this point, at this what's point. wild is that this is the this is season four of this show. It's true. And we we know that they, it doesn't build on this. That's true. The rest the rest of the seasons are all about AI, right? Like, you know, what, you know what it reminds me of. This is like the bad, lazy, dumb version of this. Uh-huh. You know how in Spy Kids 2, there's randomly undead pirates for one scene and it's never brought up again? Right, yeah. There's a, a cursed, a cursed, and a magical temple with cursed treasure and, right, yeah, yeah, undead skeletons, yeah. Once again, we are forced to rec- reconcile with the fact that Spy Kids is Fast and Furious if it were good. Exactly, right? yes. Like, a million once percent. Again, once again, Spy Kids is yeah. running circles around spider right because in spy kids 2 right they're like they're on the island they're uh all the it's like the uh the island of uh, buscemi moreau right like uh yes. you know uh it's all you think god stays in heaven for you too <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> so what he's created so like all of it like uh steve buscemi created like the transmoker device and the 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 genetic hybrids and all, like all of that is uh, uh, like, like, you know, uh, weird, weird spy kid science stuff, right? And then there's the one scene where there's magical undead skeletons and cursed pirate treasure. And it's never relevant, it, it will never be relevant again, is never relevant again, not coming by the way so like when just remember like in the same universe when machete is you know uh fighting uh uh robert de niro as a fake donald trump before donald trump uh oh spoiler alert for people who haven't seen machete um uh that like also in that universe somewhere there is like magical uh uh uh, treasure that can animate the dead right so like yeah uh it is yeah i mean it's it's basically the same thing zachary except like it except it's dialed up to 11 because it's like so the ghosts and the vampires and the aliens and the magic crystals all of this i guess is just part of the universe (laughs) like so so the thing is too okay this is the part where i have to take like we're not doing a bit here when we say that like these things are all like verbatim yeah we do have to take a step out from the bit in terms of like admittedly nobody confirms sure existence of aliens they do kind of confirm ghosts and vampires. Yeah. Like, that they do confirm more. Your vampires and ghosts are way more like I would put ghosts as a hundred percent. Ghosts confirmed. are like a hundred percent confirmed. Vampires are most vampires are yeah. suggested. The aliens are seemingly implied to be this guy's delusion. But so, I will I will well there's hold on. But the crystals still fucking power the volcano. But he's machine. still, yeah. It's like the 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 aliens like palindrome rolls his eyes. He's like, oh, good, good is one of you crazies. Except then he takes the mystical crystals out of the artifact and puts them in his machine, and it powers up a huge machine that erupts the volcano. So now, mind you, Quetzalcoatl doesn't show up at this point. Sure, so, yeah. Like it could still just be that just like power crystals exist, like like the chaos yeah, emerald exactly. Exists. 
right? But like not. Me- Aliens. Maybe maybe we're meant to assume that the Mayans invented power magical power crystals on their own without the aliens, which is still. I mean, I was listen. We're at that point. We're still in the territory is of it possible that bonkers the crystals shit. Have ghosts in them. <laughs> I mean, like like so. We're still we're still well into the realm of Fast and Furious has become like a. Uh, uh, you know, magical realism, right? Like, well, 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 well. Hold on, because all right, hold on. We are really the wrong people to discuss this. Uh-huh. You want to get controversial on the podcast? I, Zachary, I, I'm always. I, first of all, we have not stopped recording. This is all in the show. I'm always down to get controversial on the podcast. Okay, I think it is heavily implied that Jesus Christ exists in the Fast and Furious universe. Not just Jesus Christ. You mean the you mean figure. like the du- the historical dude? <laughs> Not the historical dude. Jesus Christ, the deity. Well, y- I mean, sure, right? Like, like ha- as ha- in in the canon of Fast and Furious, the Bible is a hundred percent literal. Sure. Okay. I mean, like, yeah. Like, I guess will you will you accept that? I, I I'm not sure that I want to go with the Bibles again. I'm not sure I want to go with like you know the Bible's hundred percent literal. Dominic Toretto definitely has superpowers because he believes in Jesus. Like that is I think explicit yeah. like, in Dominic Toretto is ordained with the power of Christ. We we have talked about this right. Like yes. there, there there are like multiple instances of him basically be like you know being uh you know, resurrected after some symbolic right uh uh you know dying on he the cross or whatever. Himself. Exactly, in, right? Like, right. Like, it's not just religious imagery. He comes back with, like, su- seemingly super nice human abilities, right? So, yes, there is some uh, definite uh, implication of, like, uh, his faith is very real, right? Like, and has real-world impact. Uh, I will accept that we should buy into that premise uh, okay. for Fast and Furious. Sure, okay. Then... By the original rules of vampires, a vampire is one who makes a deal with Satan to extend their life past its original. When you say the original, you're talking Bram Stoker rules, right? Like, is that I'm talking Bram Stoker Dracula rules, r- okay. rules as it like kind of solidified vampire rules in the contemporary media canon. Sure. Of of that time, yes. Of that of that time, yeah. and and it's kind of evolved, but like we can trace vampire sure, lore yes. back to Bram Stoker. I'm not talking pre Bram Stoker, although I think it it drew a lot from that. But like Dracula rules, right. a vampire is somebody who makes a deal with Satan to extend their life past its natural limit, right, and gain sure. eternal youth by being a corpse that is still alive but only at night, right. Uh, sure. And at the day returns to being a corpse. Yes, Zachary. Cy- Cypher is definitely a vampire. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. Okay. Um, but it is repelled by um, the power of Christ. Sure. Crucifixes, silver, right? Like anything which, um, you know, has uh, like, you know, Christ or the power of Christ. Holy water, right? Right. Like, these things repel vampires. So vampires are very in their kind of original form very religious right the way. Was, and I mean, you can make an argument that like ghosts are as well in some cultures that like ghosts also have like religious sure but if you're saying we're, we're we're basically accepting the sort of like uh dominic toretto dominic toretto's version of christian mythos whatever that well, may what, be the point that i'm going to make with this 
uh-huh. is that see Christian theology, as I understand it, which is hey, just to remind everybody, not a whole bunch, not much, not much. We are two of... two Jewish boys who went to uh, Jewish day school. Not not a whole lot of Christian theology there. No, but from, but from what sure. I understand of Christian theology, Christian theology puts a lot more stock in good versus evil as like cosmic entities that exist than say Judaism does. Like in Judaism, we don't really have a devil or like a hell, right? There's like temptation and there's like you know kind of characters that metaphorically represent that but there's not like you know good god with his good points and good soldiers fighting a war against bad god with his bad soldiers with their bad sure yeah right what i want to posit is that with the implication that christ and vampires exist we have to understand the fast and furious franchise as sort of the world viewed through like the born-again Christian viewpoint of, like, all of mortals are pawns in a game of chess played between the god and the de- god and devil, right? Like, uh-huh. that Dominic Toretto and his family and the spy racers are... Ag- like, agents of the Lord, essentially. Agents of God. Yeah. And all the villains are agents of Lucifer. Right. Right? And when... Jason Momoa says we could all use less toxic masculinity in our lives. That is the devil that is speaking the, yeah. through his mouth. Yeah. And when Dominic Toretto says, I appreciate a fine body regardless of the make, that is Jesus <laughs> speaking through Dominic Toretto's <laughs> mouth. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? No, I do. I I think uh, we may have made several leaps ba- there, maybe based not in, in ignorance. Ones. But Wait, yeah, I'm gonna say not, not big, big ones. ones. Not big leaps yeah. here. This isn't that far fetched. Yeah. relative to what we have fucking seen yeah. in this goddamn man. We've, fire of a we've yeah, like hey, uh, we've seen what three movies. <laughs> And we're already we're we've already gone so far <laughs> off the deep end that we're I say, we haven't even mentioned the worst th- like the villain plan was wild, oh yeah we haven't talked we haven't about the worst the moment where you paused turned to me and said <laughs> I'm done I'm yeah where I said I'm stop out watching. yeah <laughs> where I said that's it this project is over <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Yeah, no, we haven't and talked I about it. I had to wrestle Joe I back to the podcast and be like, no, no, no. We've got to keep going. We can't stop now. We've got too much riding on this. We've got too much game to walk away at this point. Although, if I'm being honest, I also wanted to get up and walk away. You would fucking yeet the whole project out the door and be done with it. And just never watch another Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. We're done. Fuck this franchise. Yeah. Do you want to say it or should I? I mean, like, this is the shit arc. (laughs) Well, there's lots of piss and shit. That's true. It's not, you're right. It's not just shit. There's plenty of piss in here, too. Listen, listen. There's an extended sequence of Cisco eating spicy food. (laughs) An extended. Okay, no, this is. The whole episode is about this. The whole episode. Episode number. I believe it is three. Three. 
episode number three is about Cisco having an upset stomach because he eats spicy food and he's in a demolition derby in a oh Nacho and Rolly are also there continuity note they're the two big ones from Shifter that hasn't showed up yet the Shifter the evil racers organization I assume from season one I don't know or something. it was Layla's old organization along with Shashi and... yeah well and heavily implied in this one that Layla's still pretty new to the team so uh, unclear uh unclear when. where that yeah. falls in. is she a season one villain in a season two edition or a season two villain in the season three edition yeah not not clear unclear but she's still talked about like being new in the, yeah in the crew anyway the yes the whole plot of C- episode three is mostly about how is cisco gonna shit himself is cisco gonna shit himself while driving a truck and the answer is yes on screen oh, yeah. graphically oh, yeah. just an extended extended loud fart sound on screen as cisco shits himself it's and and yeah, that was like that was I was done. Just lots of shit. Lots Honestly, of- I'm still done. I'm done. <laughs> it's oh, the characters piss themselves left and right. That's they're true. Just, they're just pissing their pants. To- Tony, their pants with Tony, piss. Tony pisses himself a lot. Oh uh, yeah, no, Tony it's pisses really himself twice. Sure, in this yeah, show. yeah, no, it's in the season. Sorry, yes. in the season, <laughs> not in the show. Oh my god, in the show he pisses himself. Uh, everyone pisses. <laughs> Everybody's pissing right himself left and right. Uh, yeah, I mean, fucking, you know it, but, uh, I, I will say the, and it's not even just that he shit himself, it's that he shits himself. It's a, you have a, no, there's a whole, you see, he's like, every hit the truck takes, you hear his stomach gurgle, then his truck crashes, and you hear an extended, like, five second sound bite of, <laughs> of, of, of a nasty wet fart and him groaning. I'm going. Oh, yeah. It's it's the gross. Honestly, if hey guys, you're probably grossed out right now. Try and imagine how we felt watching this. It's the worst. What the fuck is? Hey, hey, Mr. Diesel. I haven't talked to you directly in a while. What the fuck is this? What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) I want to give credit where it's due because we've been pretty rough on Mr. Diesel. I want to talk specifically to Tim Hedrick, the showrunner and writer of Spy Racers and oh one of the God. co-executive producers nope. with Vin Diesel. Nope. Because <laughs> he wrote every episode of this show. And he's, he's one in, of two showrunners. He's one of three executive this producers. Is the, this is the one where I have a child shit himself. And he was, and he's like, yo, I'm going to fuck you. I, I'm going to fucking make a kid blast ass (laughs) all over their pants no i'm sorry we have to say it's too gross it's beyond the we need a special tag for this one in itunes that's like this is already explicit podcast we need a special tag for this episode that's like too gross to listen to no i'm sorry everybody this one's not airing it's too gross i just wanted to say apparently i just i i because i looked this guy up i'm like what did what did he do what's his nasty pervert deal so apparently he got to start uh, writing specific episodes. He wasn't like uh, he, he was like one of the staff writers, I guess, for um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. But like his his uh-huh. big thing was he okay. actually was uh, I think the first time he was a showrunner, he might have been a showrunner or just one of the staff writers for uh, Legend of Korra. Which um, do hey, people bud? piss themselves in that one, Zachary? No, but boy, do I have problems with that. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know, 
let's just say, I, like, as someone who has seen all of Legend of Korra, um, that is also a show where every villain, except the one in the second season, where, like, the villains are, like, 100% correct, right? Like, that's a show where, like, the villains are, like, we should establish social welfare. And Korra's <laughs> like, I'm gonna kick the shit out of you! How dare you suggest that? Or, like, yo, uh, like, uh, a villain will show up and be like, I think that, like, puppies are good. And Korra's like, oh, fuck you! Right? <laughs> every single villain is, like, has, like, the best they actually i think they named this syndrome it's it's called uh now like amon syndrome or or something um is it amon syndrome or anyway, they they named it after one of the villains of Korra because the villains of Korra got so egregious with this uh-huh. right where they're like power imbalances are bad for society and Korra's <laughs> like oh get get walloped <laughs> Like, uh-huh. and it kicks the shit out of them. So, like, this guy has a long and proud history of writing villains who are objectively correct about cool. stuff. So and I, I guess- wanted to talk about, Zachary, in your opinion, who's the nasty bathroom pervert? Is it him or is oh. it Vin Diesel? I mean... One of them's the nasty bathroom pervert. One of them. There are, like I said, there's another showrunner, another executive producer, so it could even be one of them. It's, it's one of the people behind this is... Somebody... Some, somebody somebody has a shameful, gross fetish. No, I'm, I'm gonna have to kink shame here. It's not cool to bring that energy into your Netflix show animated kink show. You can't do that. It's not cool. My dude, whoever you are... Fucking stop it! It's vile. Oh god! Oh. They make Danny Trejo have to piss in this. <laughs> they made Danny Trejo say he has to take a piss. That's true. This is. Here's the thing, listeners. Yeah. I know I've been laughing while we're talking about this. It's, it's not. It's not funny, right? Like it's kind of funny to talk about. I. I mean, I hope because we're talking about it here. But it's not fun to experience. It also is... It can be legitimately upsetting to watch. It It, it, it is upsetting to watch. Like, I can just be serious for a moment. Assuming that you need to make a character... or Characters repeatedly resort to... I would say... Revolting bathroom humor... As... Like, a way to, I guess, because kids aren't going to watch it otherwise. It's insulting to everybody. You've managed to insult the intelligence of literally everybody. The poor indentured servants who you've made work on this and produce it. The uh, poor people who are subjected to what? Not that anybody's ever watched this, but, like, if God forbid a child were to watch this, right? Like, it's, it's, it's horrifying to, and it, it's, it's horrifying and it insults the intelligence of everybody. So again, I want to say, like, I know there's plenty of people who were involved with this. It's not their fault, but whoever's fault this is, Fuck you. <laughs> you are the worst. And I hate it and I hate what you've done to me. There is one moment uh where I legitimately like the the piss got so bad. <laughs> like I it's it's hard to describe without um kind of getting into another topic of conversation. But uh is is it the next one we're about we're gonna get into? I mean, all I can say is, uh... Uh Uh-oh. 
Shipping up to Boston is what's happening now. Let's talk about ships because because it's bonkers shit <laughs> absolutely so i finished we, we watched the first um how many episodes we watched was this seven episodes, episodes. yeah oh no sorry episodes. yeah, 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 yeah we watched yeah. first five together we had to watch the last three apart i finished the show and i texted joey um like the ending made me legitimately upset. Literally, though, like the last two minutes. No, no, wait, wait. And he watched it. He's like, I, I, like, I'm trying to figure out. And I said, it's not something like it's the last few minutes, and you'll. See I thought it was gonna be why. like. By, and by the way, just because I was watching this, and I was like, it's gonna be like they're gonna. It's gonna turn out that there's gonna be no magic, no aliens, no, no like none of it's gonna have been real or whatever. No, uh, incorrect. No, that's all very real. What's also real, though, is what happens at the end. Is what happens at the end. What happens at the end is they're all having a party, um, and as, once I, again... I, as you do, right? They're having... As you a, do. You know, it's, I mean, it's Fast and Furious, so they have mm, to have, like, you know, all, like, hang yeah. out together at the end. Um, but... What happens is, you know, last time and the last time, I mean, next time, because <laughs> in, in the future, that's the past. <laughs> yes. But in the days of future past... <laughs> Um, the, uh, you know, there, there were two conversations that happened back to back. One was a resolution, uh, between Miss Nowhere and Palindrome, and one was a resolution between Layla and Tony. So they just did that again. Um, and bonkers, bonkers that actually, like, their relationships have fucking Benjamin Button disease. Yep. Because watching it backwards, you get more of the shit. It though. actually seems like they're developing as we're watching it backwards. Which is wild. It is. It's, which is yeah. absolutely nuts. Let's talk about Noandrome first, because it's a little bit easier to talk about. Yeah, well, because they character of palindrome is introduced in this season so at this point we know we've seen the whole of noandrome right this is all all there is to see all there is to know starting from his introduction in the second episode of this season we know we've seen their the entire arc of their relationship so apparently goes like this (laughs) apparently it goes like he is brought in to hunt her down. She convinces him that, you know, oh, she's been framed. There's a lot of flirty banter between the two of them. And then they kiss at the end of this season. Yeah, like, like full on. There's like more flirty banter as they gradually get closer and they kiss. Smash cut next season. (laughs) Next season, she's like bossing him around, saying like we're not equals. Yeah, I tell you. Yeah, he's like a subordinate, right? Like it's a completely right. And only at the end, after he saves her, right? Yeah, she'd be like, oh, maybe I can see him in a different light. And then yeah, as though they've just for the first time developed some kind of romantic interest, right? right? Okay. And then in the last season, there's no chemistry. Nothing whatsoever. Till the end. When when they get married. It's 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 unfa- it's inexplicable, it's unfathomable. It's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. <laughs> you have to cut chop the pieces of their relationship into their relationship is unstuck in time. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But not unstuck in time like the time traveler's wife or the doctor in River Song. That's right. Different. 
thing, which can work. Sure. No, no this is like if they range and stupid. Yeah, no, this is like they're stuck in time, but the status of their relationship is in flux, completely separate from them, from For their no time stream. Yeah. Again, their relationship is has Benjamin Button disease for some fucking reason. It's yeah. Again, it's wild. There's no explanation. Uh and now that we know that we've seen the whole thing, we can honestly say there's nothing here, right? Like it's just We can also say, huh? Yeah. We could say what? Yeah. We could say uh? <laughs> like I uh? I don't understand. Why would you do this? Yeah. Because it's not like you had to. You chose to. Yeah. This was something that was within your control, Tim. And you <laughs> chose to do it this way. <laughs> Tim. Tim, you fucking weird bathroom pervert, you. <laughs> well, hold on. We don't know. Yeah. I'm just going to assume that everybody... And, and Vin, Vin, you too. <laughs> No, nobody's getting off free. Nobody's getting off free here. You're all to blame. <laughs> uh, uh, no, all right. Let's talk about Taylor. I also just want to say, Joey, last time I did shipping up to Boston, you were like, I hope this is a one-time bit. When I texted you, I have a bit lined up for this one. You were like, like I it's, hope it's, it's shipping. Yeah, I was like, it's shipping up to Boston, and I can't wait. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, you were excited to talk about this one. Because, Zachary, it's wild. It's... You know, it is wild. It's insane. Okay, because what happens in this one... So let's back up. Let's let's back up to the beginning of the last episode. Yeah. So Tony seemingly dies at some point in the final fight. Yeah, he goes matter. over a cliff into lava. We know he's not dead. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously. Well, we've seen... We we've, reverse, sure, yes. we've seen TV before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously he's not dead. Obviously he's not dead. However... When Layla screams his name after he dies, there's like a forlorn, like like a heart wrenching, like horror shriek of horror. The voice actress does such a good job for yeah. the next fifteen minutes. Yes, that is when she goes on a murder rampage. It's true, fully it's, intentionally. It, it is not by accident. Yeah, she's like, and she says, it. like, I'm going to make sure that I forget what is the villain's name. She's like, like uh, Moray. I'm, she's yeah, like, I'm gonna make sure he never sees the light of day again. Yeah, he never right? sees the light like, of day. Yeah, right. Like she like, full on is like intending to murder this guy. Right. And they also like they animate tears in her eyes. Like this is the first time. Where first time they pay attention to the animation of her face. Yes. Yeah. The rest of the season, by the way, animation is subpar, even by the show's standards. Like, yeah. It looks like fucking hoodwinked out. <laughs> yes. Right? Like, <laughs> The, it's really bad. But for some reason, they just go all out. You see the tears in her... Like, yeah. you fully comprehend what's happening here. When he reveals that he's alive, the joy and relief that she, like, you know, feels... The fact that she's the only one who stays behind is he's still fighting. She rescues Yeah, she, rescu she drives her car through lava to rescue him, right? Like, yeah. There's a lot going on here. There's... It's not subtext, guys. It's text. It's text. <laughs> the end of the show uh -huh. after the noendrome kiss tony's like hey uh like you know i'm sorry because he was a dick to her at one point he was like oh i bet you're gonna leave and abandon us and whatever and he's like hey i want you to know you're actually important to me and she's like yeah you are too she puts her hands on his shoulders yeah she goes in for a kiss yeah frosty's like 
what's happening here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right? They're all right. looking at them, right? Like, yeah, ooh, what's going on? And she gets in close to his face, and she goes, You owe me a Wookiee life debt. What? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I'm gonna make you sweep the floor. Huh? Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, phew, she didn't kiss him. Wouldn't that right. be weird? And then he, the, she's like, I want your cool power suit. And he's like, well, I pissed in it. And that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the end of the show. And that's the end. Yeah. And, and we know that this will, I mean, it comes up kind of in, well, in the their, next season. their relationship has literal Benjamin but like literally <laughs> yes. in the next season it's like back to subtext right just kind of no in je- the next season he's playing Tsundere right exactly says, it's not like I like you or right anything. and then in the final season there's, no- and there's nothing. nothing there's, there's nothing no there. chemistry between them at all it's wild it doesn't make any sense how could this be <laughs> What could they have meant by this? It feels like we're watching their relationship in forward motion as we're watching it in reverse. It makes no sense. How could they... Why would they do this? How could they do this? How dare they do this? How dare they do this? (laughs) It's bonkers. Who's fucking in charge here? Uh... And yes, and you're right, and like the last line of the show is like, well, I pissed in my suit. <laughs> it's just, it's, okay, this. It's like one step forward and two steps back. This. Is it this the outro music? This show's fucking hot garbage and I hate it. Baby, when I'm meant to be. Man, are you good? That's, <laughs> that's not in my genre of like weird '90s, 2000s rock. But you know what? It warrants a mention. <laughs> Is that Nickelback? I don't even know who did that. I one. don't know. You sang it like it was Nickelback. You sang well, I, in my brain. It sounds like Nickelback. If it's not Nickelback, don't correct. It me. sounds like uh, Cisco while he's driving with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, not meant to. Uh, it's called I not meant to be. Fucking right? hate this show. Not this podcast. I love doing this podcast. I no, hate yeah, yeah. this garbage TV show. <laughs> well, here's here's what I want to discuss in terms of connecting to the, the larger franchise. Where do you think the previous seasons of Spy Racers... Like, we know there has to be a season about Rafaela and drinking piss. I, that assume, is- I assume that's the next season, right? Or I guess the previous uh, season. No. The, that's season two, I believe. Wait, so you're telling me that Raffaella will be in the next two seasons? Because unless she, unless she's not in season three, and she only comes back. And so right? what? They're just inexplicably chasing her at the beginning because it picks up in and Ma- media race. Yeah, but I, you, you think know, maybe they, it just does that? Maybe I mean characters can drop in and out. I like sure. she does show up. She doesn't show up in season five, but she shows up in season six. So like, no, you know, okay, no. But what I'm saying is, when it starts, when the season starts and opens, they're in the middle of chasing her for 
I don't know if that's what, I think you would give the show too much credit if you think that's a direct follow up to a loose end from a previous. Oh, season. okay. I assumed that they had to be that it had. To I be. assume that she's just like like Nacho and Rolly, like one of the like series regular. Right, right. It like, could have could have just as easily have been week. Pizza Rave. Sure, okay. Yeah, but like they do establish. By that, the way, like, we should briefly return to this. Still, still no Pizza Rave villainy, right? Like, right, well, well, there is the one. There's okay. So what we know about pizza rave so far <laughs> yeah right? let's let's go back pizza to our pizza rave discussion so at the end she shows up and it's the end of pizza rave right um and then we we do never see her again so that is the end of pizza rave and in, in the, um, the next season uh the she explodes season no no yeah. the season before that they mentioned that she believes in mole people right oh sorry yes the season before that pizza rave is one of the racers in the pokemon go race who immediately wrecks yep. and blows up and uh is never seen again until yeah yeah and uh again pizza rave if we talked about the possibility that maybe pizza rave is just a background character who like periodically gets mentioned up. yeah you, like, wait uh, what we haven't talked about is whether mole people exist i mean at this point i i wouldn't i, I would believe like if the, if if the, okay uh I have to, I, I don't know, Zachary, and maybe what she thought mole, were mole people were a coven of vampires. <laughs> like, uh, we have to, we got to pull the ripcord. We got to get out of this one, man. I yeah. like, we, we are spiraling here in terms of implications. I think there's going to be a season where you get shifter right with like yeah. Rashi, whatever. there's going to be a season with the cyborg ninja guy and there's going to be a season where rafaela mind controls rio and they have to make everyone drink monkey piss after he finds the infinity bananas right yes and there's the the monkey sidekick oh yeah there's a season with the dinkler right yes but that Wh- is not this season right Okay, so there's three okay, seasons. No, no, no. Season three, I believe, is the one with the Dinkler, because they mention something about a desert. The next one is Sahara. So, right, okay, so pro- presumably the, the Dinkler. The Racers one is the Dinkler arc. Right. Then maybe Shifter. No, I think then Raphaela. Then Raphaela. Shifter is season one. Unless Shifter is not, like, a primary villain, and they're, like, a secondary group in... Or, like, they're an arc season. in the first three seasons. Or, or something, like yeah. Yeah, but I think Shifter might be season one. I think Layla might be introduced in season one. Interesting. Okay. I'm not sure. We'll find out. Yeah, I guess. Unfortunately, we're stuck watching this god-awful show. Yeah, unfortunately, I guess we're going to keep going. The question that I want to know, though, is, like, do you think the show got worse or better? Like, do you think that, like, they gave up and started writing piss all the time? Or do you think, like, from episode one, they were, like, piss time? Oh, okay. What I have to say is that... This season is the worst so far <laughs> that That's we've true. watched. It does get better from this point. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe it'll turn out that... And, by, and this is the halfway point of the show for us, more or less, yes. right? Like, we've now seen three seasons. Well, it's, it's more than... Because remember, the last right, season, the last season is, is... It's yeah, a bit longer. Yeah. So, um, we but actually... for all intents and purposes, we're at about the halfway point. Just a little a little further than halfway but yeah three seasons in three seasons to go yeah so presumably i mean i can't presume anything i i hope i hope that it does not keep getting worse as we watch 
even though that would mean in theory that it starts out terrible and gets better from there like as a show for our sakes i hope that this was hope an out- yeah i hope this was an outlier bad season right and like the okay no i can't say outlier they're all terrible i hope you hope this was the worst i hope it doesn't get worse than this because this was all, like genuinely there's a whole almost... season where Raphaela is probably in every episode and they drink monkey poop. okay you, i'm sorry you're right um yeah it's gonna get much worse before it gets better <laughs> <laughs> like at least next season there's the dinkler but then again this season had machete and it didn't redeem it yeah so, like you know to machete's credit he was underutilized yeah right like you know he again seemed, like, not his dead. fault yeah yeah and again, I do know his name is Danny Trejo. He does refer to himself also as Machete, which I do love. Yes. Uh, yeah, Danny Trejo, you're amazing. If you're listening to this by some miracle, yeah, uh, uh, we love you. Yeah, you're uh, you're not, but just if you are, uh, you're incredible. Absolutely the best. Yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, like, there's no. You're right. I'm. I'm. How could I have been optimistic? You're right. It's gonna get much worse. <laughs> yeah. No. That. But that's for- the season where they say she has mind control powers too. That's right? true. Like- I assumed that that was sort of like the spy tech magic, right? Like it's not. Um, I assumed that that what that mind control powers were like. You know, like uh, I don't know, some sort of um, like hypnosis device or something. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. <sighs> Fuck this show, man. Yeah. Fuck this show. No, it's the worst. Okay, well let let's let's plug it into right. So you you Zachary, you said you wanted to start doing tier. I rankings. I want to start doing tier rankings, at least the show's arcs relative to each other. Sure. Um, I will say I think probably so far. I mean, definitely this one is the worst, right? F F fucking minus for this one. Triple F, a quadruple F minus for the one episode of Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is... But, as you've just pointed out to me, it clearly will get worse. So maybe it should just be a regular F. Maybe this one is F and the quadruple F minus. (laughs) We have to reserve for that. We have to reserve for the Raffaella monkey piss Yeah. Just I don't want to watch that. I know. Well, Zachary, hold on. That's the, I mean, uh, you know... That, spoiler alert, but uh, that's the one where we're going to be plastered when we watch That's it. the one we're planning on getting drunk. Like, we did a little <laughs> test run with the whoop-ass. Like, yeah, that, we, we will not be watching that one sober. <laughs> we will not be watching that one sober. No chance in Not hell. a chance in hell. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, okay, so I think... So I'm going to put this one in an F so we can leave a little room at the bottom. <laughs> I think... All right, where would you rank the other Wait, one? So like, remind me, are we going to rank the two Dan ones separately? Yeah, we'll, okay. we're going to rank uh, Hollywood and Arctic separately because they do have very distinct tones and sure. plots. Okay, okay, so there's Hollywood, there's Arctic, there is South, South Pacific. Pacific, and there was um, there was one more, wasn't there? No. Is that it? And there's this one. Then there's Mexico. Yeah. Wow. I feel, four arcs. I feel like we've watched so much more of this show. I know. It's so, so bad. Once we finish this show, the rest of the franchise is going to feel so easy. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> it's be an just going to be movies. breeze. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Hollywood okay. might be the top. Nah. 
No, I, you, I no, South Pacific. It has to be South Pacific. You know why? Because well, South Pacific was the one where we said, actually, there's stuff that makes us laugh in this. There were legitimately good jokes. Right, and I mean, there was, like, it, rusty. It helped that we yeah. watched it in Japanese. It's true. Um, like, at 1.5 speed. Fine. But, Our like, experience of South Pacific... You're but right. there were some good jokes in South Pacific. Um, you know, there, there, there was some fun to be had. I'm gonna put South Pacific as for the show at the top, followed by Hollywood, followed by Arctic. Arctic was messy. Arctic was all over the place. We're just ranking um, them, I guess. Not, not yeah, into because there's no way they're not all gonna be in like. The, yeah, I was gonna to say because there's right. nothing higher than a C, right? I would put South right. Pacific in a C at best. Yeah. So we're not going to do tier rankings. We're just going to rank right. them. I'm going to say best arc is South Pacific, uh, yeah, followed by I Hollywood, right. followed by Arctic, followed by Mexico. Yeah, I can't dispute that. I mean, I would put and, – and again, I want to leave room between Arctic and Mexico and then also some room below Mexico just in case. This yeah. was – it's by far the worst so far, but also there's going to be worse. Is there anything else that we have to mention before we wrap this up, Joey? Anything else in your in your notes? I'm, look, I'm looking at my notes. I mean, I mean, like th- we can complain about little details, like more moonshots, uh, more like. It was a very good moonshot of a taco truck that I enjoyed <laughs> in one episode. Like everyone's an asshole. Everyone's an idiot. Oh, one thing which is a big plot point in the season that we did not complain about yet, but we should is uh, the fucking dog. That's it's true. Dog that it just randomly gets introduced, and Miss Nowhere, consistent with her character later, where she does animal cruelty for fun, right? Uh, hates this dog, but then she gets like yep. so gross. Th- with this dog. Yeah, then she she goes from like hating the dog to like the dog being like she cares about the dog way more than any of the people whose safety she's responsible for. <laughs> Right, and she, like, like and, and like the dog saves them in like this weird bottle episode that was like totally filler. Yeah, and like fuck that dog. Yeah. I don't even think does he show up again later? I don't think so. I don't. I, I don't put that dog down because he was like, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I don't remember anything about that dog ever again. Uh, there's a scene in which Palindrome eats a nacho off the floor. It's the first shot of an episode. Uh, what else? Uh, that was a bit where nobody knows the metric system. <laughs> it is true. That was a good gag. Uh, uh, oh, actually, there was one great line we did not mention. Are you talking um, to say Miss Nowhere says, I am Nacho Man, and throws nachos no, at Palindrome? No, not that. There's a bit <laughs> where Nacho and Rolly are, like, chasing after them for the reward money, uh-huh. and, uh, they go, we're after that award for f- your bounty. $50. Oh, yes, you're right. You're right. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I mean, that's all for me. I, I think, uh, yeah. that's all, folks. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's it. Um, oh, and Gary does dab in the first episode. Yes, true. Yes. Yeah. No, again, like, there's, um, there, there's, there's minor stuff. Some of it's, entertaining all the entertaining stuff is horrifically overshadowed by what is either like mind-blowingly inexplicable or just my or just like the worst or just the worst some funny spy jokes like uh miss nowhere jokes about like the fbi being amateurs they Mm. have a photo booth where the photos automatically like explode after they take the photo yeah Yeah. there's like at the spy party there's like limbo with an actual laser yeah Uh, there are some good goofs some good goofs uh we we didn't even talk about frosty singing the spy racers song that he wrote (laughs) 
once again, we have to wonder if like that was the first appearance of the song, or if there yeah, or if there's like a, a full version. Number. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know. But I think I'm done talking. I, I think we've this. covered I'm, it. I'm sick of this. I'm yeah. sick of this show. Fuck this. I'm sick, sick uh, of everything. <laughs> well, that's that's it for this yeah, episode. I think we got to call it quits. Uh, this was, uh, once again, this was our 10th episode of this fucking show, oh, so uh, I want to just sort of briefly, I was doing a little bit of math, um, you know, I think um, about, uh, at the moment, uh, you know, mo- most of the people who listen to this show, besides us, are, like, you know, friends and family, and we, we appreciate uh, all of you who listen very much, Um Besides for, like, the robots that, uh, uh, you know, download and index every podcast and then send people spam emails about, like, finance bullshit or whatever, uh, I think there is a non-zero number of people we don't know personally who listen to this show, uh, just based on some of the, the math, so, um, thank you to you guys, <laughs> I hope you're enjoying, yeah. and, uh, it means a lot. Yeah. I uh, hope you guys had fun. God knows, for this one, uh, we we did not have fun watching it. But we did have uh, fun doing this, so uh, here's to many more. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of which, uh, of course, you know, you follow us for, for updates. Uh, basically, just our Instagram. Uh, yeah. In, uh, in ReverseCast. Yep. Yeah, which is our website. As uh, InReverseCast.com. You can uh, subscribe there or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Um. um yeah, I had a, a friend of the show, uh, Max, who also is working on a bespoke version of the Whoop-Ass Cocktail. Um, he uh, mentioned that, like, for some reason, um, I think it was Amazon Podcast or whatever, just didn't notify him the last couple new episodes. So um, I told him to, like, follow us on Instagram because that's where we announce all the, the new episodes. Um, our next new episode will be coming out. Uh, it's our holiday special. Um, the last one for 2023, actually. Yep. Um, we are going to be reviewing the Fast and Furious movie from 2017, I think. Uh, right. So, yeah, uh, look forward to that. Um, finally, we're watching another movie. Yeah, get excited. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, uh, anything else, Joey, that you want to mention before we uh, wrap up here? I uh, I think that's it. Um, but, uh, I, I know I, you, you wrote down a few different options as we were watching. I hope you were able to come up with a piece of wisdom from this disgusting, horrible show that you want to share with us now. Slim pickings, my friend, slim pickings. There, there was not a lot that I could really do. Um, honestly, like, the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the lines this time were so bad dude yeah um so i i figured like well i i, I have one i have one that we could do uh i don't know if it's it's not i mean it, 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 it's it's good okay well uh we can i have a couple i guess we could just do a couple small ones instead of one big one <laughs> sure i have so i have two that i'm between should i do one you, you do, do one, one i'll do one? the one that i have and then you do uh you do yours yeah okay i sure hope the one you have isn't mine because then that'll be awkward uh, okay. um okay so the first one i wanted to share which was pretty funny um <laughs> Is Miss Nowhere steals the like access code from some like Irish diplomat to get into this party? Oh, and yes. when the Irish diplomat, who for some reason is like voice acted with, I think like a British accent, yeah, it's <laughs> uh, it was weird, it, yeah. Um, when like she 
uh, scans her bracelet, doesn't let her in. She goes, Cop on, thing must be Banjax. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. That's okay, good. you want to you want to do yours? Yeah, uh, the one that I have is uh, at one point during a chase sequence uh, with uh, just uh, not like agency uh, forces, but the just like the local police department. Uh, Miss Nowhere has uh, delivers the line. I don't want to fire rocket launchers at the local PD, but if it means clearing our name. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, and the last one we shall, of course, uh, attribute to Danny Trejo, Machete. Uh, we, you know, we have him in the season, might as well use him. Um, he offers this little nugget of wisdom. Why oss a little when you can oss a lot? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck this show. <laughs> Goodbye. Fuck this show. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Fuck this show. <laughs>